0: Bye. Thanks for listening to the Refuge Podcast. We are all about unifying a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus. It's our goal each week to equip and empower you to make disciples on your college campus. Whether you're enrolled in a university, taking a gap year, attending school virtually, or simply 18 to 25, grab your AirPods and let's have a conversation.
1: We have the distinct honor and privilege today to have... Kathy Teleson joining us this morning on the Refuge podcast. Um, Kathy is a longtime friend of ours. Um, she is a parent of a student that we got to lead in youth group, but now also is a very involved with Refuge. Um, her husband, Eric, um, has also just been so important in our relationship. And- he is
0: modern-day Chuck Norris.
1: Yes, he is. And honestly, Kathy and Eric are just... So wise and just have poured so much into us spiritually. You know, when you think about people in your life that you might consider like a spiritual mother, I think of Kathy, um, just her wisdom, somebody I know I can always call and um, that just fervently prays for us and our ministry. And um, so Kathy and Eric actually lead a ministry called Watershed. And I was actually privileged to be a part of it for a little while and helping them um, with some books for a season. Um, but Watershed's mission is to serve the people of Eastern North Carolina through biblical counseling and teaching in order to bring the light of the gospel into the darkest places of people's lives. And I think I can say firsthand that I've seen their ministry do that and, um, God just continued to bless them and pour out. And so they moved to the beach. It's been a couple years now, but now that ministry is thriving over there and, um, so Kathy, welcome to the Refuge Podcast, and thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks
2: for having me. You know I love you guys, so I'm just thankful to be here and um, and get a chance to chat with y'all.
0: Kathy is also <laughs> my personal therapist, so whenever I need, <laughs> whenever I uh, need some sanity or I feel like my, you know I'm I'm off in my life, I just call Kathy and I'm like, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Aww. And uh <laughs> She 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 quickly tells me that I'm that how what well, how I'm acting is dumb. So it's great.
1: <laughs> Kathy, before we jump in, will you just like tell us a little bit about what's going in your on in your world these days?
2: Okay. Well, um, the ministry is a huge part of what I like the passion and the calling that God's given me. So just. Um, we have four new interns starting with us that just started last week, so that's exciting. Um, we have lots of people. We're having the, just the privilege to get to counsel and watch the Holy Spirit work in their lives and provide biblical counseling for them, and so um, just a lot of that. And then I'm in school again, even though I'm ancient, <laughs> but I'm getting my doctorate in um, of education and Christian counseling, so it's really a full season. And um, I love it. I love everything I'm getting to do. I'm thankful for all of it. So, anyway, just yeah, good. Life is good.
0: Caitlin basically said you're old enough to be her mother earlier, so we <laughs> ap- we apologize. Yeah, which we is ap- true. apologize for that. Okay, you're not true. that old. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> um, well, enough enough chit chat, Kathy. We have a lot to cover, um, and I'm really I'm really excited because this is a a topic that. Caitlin and I have felt is a need in the lives of college students Mm -hmm. and something that you and I have talked about um, before. And I think there's just so much to learn from scripture, uh, but then so much to learn as, I mean, just simply followers of Jesus on what it means for us to forgive people. And I mean, we have conversations with college students all the time and not just college students, I mean, adults, (laughs) older people that that just have a hard time forgiving and and seeing that it's not just a you know like a virtue it's not just something that you it's something that jesus commands us to do and that if we have jesus you know living inside of us then uh then -hmm. it's something that we should be doing just to get us started in the conversation uh from your from your perspective uh and from the perspective of scripture uh what is your definition or how do you define forgiveness
2: well um I think really just going from scripture if you if you think about it it's really um Jesus gives the best picture of that. So instead of just giving you like a word definition I want to just kind of paint a picture the same picture that he gives and just paraphrase from the parable that he gives us in Matthew 18 verses 21 through 35 it's such a it's such a powerful picture and he is asked by Peter um, you know, how many times do I have to forgive? Like, he's trying to get out of it. Like, surely there's a cutoff somewhere, you know? Right, right, <laughs> but right. Jesus, yeah, Jesus really, instead of giving him a number, he paints this picture and he tells him the story about the king who um, calls in one of his servants and the servant owes, like, s- such a huge debt he couldn't even pay it off in his entire lifetime, like millions and millions of dollars, And that servant begs the king to forgive him the debt instead of receiving the punishment like he would have received or should have received for it. And the king forgives it, forgives the entire debt, millions of dollars. It's like if you walked into court and you had like 10 charges against you and somebody said, oh, you're all right, you're free to go. Like you can't even imagine the relief that he must have felt. But then he turns around and he sees he leaves with that freedom. He walks out and he sees someone else who owes him like a few thousand dollars. And 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 that person that fellow servant asks for the same thing that he had just asked for from the king. And he asks for him to forgive that debt and begs for mercy and instead of giving him what he had just been given instead of sharing that he he refuses to forgive him and punishes his fellow servant so um Jesus is saying then the other servants go to the king and are like hey what's the deal he just you know he just didn't didn't do what you just did for him so anyway Jesus talks about and I'll just read like a couple of verses from it cuz I think this is really some of the most pu- powerful part but if you look at Matthew 18, um, he you know he call the king calls that servant back in who hasn't forgiven and he says like I had mercy on you and then like you just didn't forgive the debt of your friend and he's and in anger his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed and then Jesus ends it with this This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother, from your heart. Not just a flippant kind of apology or anything or forgiveness, but, like, truly forgiving from your heart. So, like, what does that mean? And I think we have to look at that. Like, first of all, you know, the whole idea of, like, him being tortured for not forgiving really leads into, like, how if we don't forgive someone um, for something they've done to us, it actually keeps us in bondage. So there is like an element of we're we're really the ones punishing ourselves because our when you don't forgive, unforgiveness leads to like bitterness in your heart starts to develop over time, and bitterness turns um, actually begins to harden your heart over time. And if you think about it, a hard heart has a hard time receiving or forgiving um, or giving love. So you're cutting yourself off from that like receiving and giving love in total freedom because you've got so your heart is so hardened so I think it's really from that parable it's it I think what we need to look at is like if we can remember what has been done for us as so much greater than anything that someone does to us then that will give us the perspective that we need to start to work on and practice forgiveness. Um, and it really is a choice. It's a choice to, like, no longer require that person to um, receive the punishment or pay the debt that that their sin deserves. And so that's forgiveness if we look at it through Scripture. yeah.
1: I think you said it so well, too, how when we choose not to forgive. And when we're kind of stuck mm-hmm. in that, we lose the ability to give or receive the love that, you know, the Lord so freely gave us. And I think overall, when I think about forgiveness is I, and we talk about discipleship all the time, it's like, it seems like a big roadblock to me, you know, when you're not willing to yeah. forgive somebody, you kind of just, you do, you get stuck in this space because you won't, you know, let that go. And so when we, when we talk about forgiveness. And like the choice, what's, what, what does it do to the person that we need to give forgiveness? Like when we choose not to forgive them. So we talk about just the result of not letting our, us forgive them, Mm -hmm. but how does that affect the other person?
2: Well, I mean, I think it affects different people in different ways. Sometimes the person doesn't even know you're mad at him about something, Yeah, you know, sometimes they're completely unaware. It's huge to you, but like, they don't even know they've done something to offend you, you know? Um, If it's obvious and it was a close relationship and you've broken that relationship over an argument or disagreement or whatever, then I think obviously it inhibits the ability to have like a a relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. Um, But Caitlin, you said something I want to back up to because you use the word um, like an obstacle or a hindrance for us. And so let me just... Let me just say for a second, I think there are some there are some real obstacles that we that kind of keep us from really either wanting to forgive or some misunderstandings sometimes about what forgiveness is and what it's not. Yes. And I think those can keep us from feeling like we can forgive. So, I I just want to talk about for a minute like a few of those obstacles because it might be that some of you guys out there listening would these might be some of the things that are kind of keeping you from forgiving someone. So, um, first, um, I want to say that forgiveness is really, it's, it's a gateway to, um, to restoration, but it doesn't always mean there will be restoration. It's a, it's the beginning of the possibility of restoration of the relationship. So, we're still required to forgive whether the relationship is fully restored or not, whether the other person is repentant or not. We still are called by God to forgive as we've been forgiven. Um, But not all forgiveness is going to lead to like rebuilding trust and restoration of a relationship. So we need to recognize that it's really just a a commitment to a beginning of that. And then Mm -hmm. I think that Another really important thing about it is a lot of times we don't forgive because we still feel really hurt, yeah. but, but forgiveness is, um, is not saying that you're agreeing not to hurt because even after forgiveness, you still may have a lot of hurt, um, but the difference is that, that now you can express that hurt as hurt rather than hurt as anger. Like, anger is where you're still trying to punish the person for for that hurt. So it may be that, I mean, you probably will still have hurt. You'll probably still have some of those um, thoughts, too, because that's another thing I think people think they have to be able to, you know, you've heard the expression like forgive and forget, and so people feel like they have to for, be able to forget what happened, but it's not like you're going to have this like magical amnesia. I mean, that—that'd yeah, be if nice. You're waiting for that, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> so I think it's important to know that that obviously you may forgive someone, and still the hurt and the the thoughts of, or the memories about it might come up. But when you have forgiven, you also have to choose what you'll do with those memories that come up. So I think I can't remember who said it, but. I think it's a great picture. Like, you can't help when that a bird flies into a barn, but you can keep it from building a nest. So, in other words, you can't help if you have a thought about what someone did to you after you've forgiven them, but you can choose... After forgiveness, you're making a commitment to choose not to dwell on it. So, to replace those thoughts with something else that's like, well... Thinking about what God's done for you, for
0: one. That was my, that was my quote, by the way. I said that originally <laughs> uh, back in back in nineteen twenty. I said that. Um, After seeing now, the slippers. right, right, right. <laughs> uh, he's a good good friend of mine. So. CS uh, Clive. Um, well, that's a good point. The I think a lot of times because you know that passage that you read, I keep just thinking over of from the heart, like that mm-hmm. phrase, mm-hmm. and I think that is that is so much deeper than forgiving someone in hopes that you get something in return, Uh, you know, like, Hey, I I really, I really can't find a roommate next year and I have no other options. I really don't want to room with this person. I'm just going to like move on from this conflict because I really need a roommate or, you know, like that's a, that's a dumb (laughs) illustration, but basically, you know, working to a place where you can forgive in hopes that it, it does Mm -hmm. something or it creates an effect and really you know, Jesus's command to us is, it's from the heart. Like it's, it's a, you know, it's something that you feel. And again, like he says to us that we are to love each other, you know, and Mm -hmm. we will, the world will know that we are his disciples because we love each other and not, not because of what we do for each other or the things that we produce, but it's because we love. And so I think that is such a hard thing is that, you know, that the, the smaller things like, Hey, you, um, you know, you wronged me a little bit here. Like, yeah, you can forgive those. Mm-hmm. But man, those those deeper pains, yeah, like you're going to yeah, work to yeah. a place of forgiveness, which may not be easy. And then yeah, once you yeah. finally get to that point, you, you go, okay, I think I can forgive that person. And then maybe you have a conversation. And then like right after that, you go, why am I still upset with that person? Yeah, Forgiveness is not a light switch for our feelings. Mm-hmm. We don't just work and finally get to a place where we can forgive and then all of a sudden those feelings are gone or they're way better you know it especially deep pain it takes time to heal it takes time uh, to get to a place where we can move on and uh, speaking of time and speaking of moving on we're out of time today and I'm super excited that we get to um, have Miss Kathy Tellison back with us next week to finish our conversation on forgiveness so don't miss it we'll see you guys next time